so that I know that my part of service will not be a failure. It'll, God's word will not return void. I'll read some of his word. The 25th verse, we read this. Behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. The same was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. It was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. May the Lord add his blessings to the reading of his word. Now, we want to take our subject just for a very few moments. Last evening I got away from myself and started preaching because it's very lovely spirit there and we were just having a glorious time. When seeing these Jews return back to Jerusalem, it reminds me that it isn't going to be but a few weeks now that I'm going that way, the Lord willing. I have a vision here I want to give to you tomorrow night concerning what will happen when I get there. You write it down in the back of your Bible and find out whether it's that way or not. See, see if it comes out that way. On a sheet of paper or something. Brother Jaggers, many of the rest of them, is going to be in Palestine along about Christmas time for a broadcast. I've been invited to be there, and by God's grace and help, I'll be there at that time to help out in this great crusade for Christ. I'm going over there not knowing when I'll come back. I have no set time. I'm just going to stay till he says it's over and then come back. You've had a part in this, each one of you, that give in a love offering for a missionary offering for me to go over. I'll assure you, friends, that that's what it'll be spent for. If there's a penny left over, I can buy dinner for a little child for two cents. I'll feed those hungry people with everything that I have left over. I'm sure you couldn't put your money to any better thing. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I'm a poor man. You know my meetings. It isn't a money affair. Anyone knows that. And I, I've kept it free from that. And I aim to keep it that way always. It's the heart of the, in my heart, it's to help someone else. The greatest blessing there is is to give. It's greater to give than it is to receive. If I could afford to have meetings and so forth without even having a penny offering, I'd do it, but I can't. I've just lived merely on the alms of the people. You know that. You know where I live and you know all about it. It's, it can be investigated any time. Sometimes I get down to not even as much as 50 cents left in the bank from one meeting to another, sometimes way overdrawn. But in that, I'm trying to help others. After all, if this earth is all I had to look forward to, I'd look for earthly things, but I have set my affections on things above where God sets us earth in. And someday I'll have to answer before him for my stewardship. And as his people is given, I want to give it out as freely as it was given to me for his glory. God bless you. Shall we pray? Father, I pray that you'll bless these few words that's been read from your Bible tonight. Bless all the songs and the services that's been. And now as we're fixing to pray for the sick in a few moments, may thy Holy Spirit, as it was, spread forth the great mighty wings across this building. And may the distilled dewdrops of mercy and healing drop upon every person this night. For we ask that in Jesus' name, amen. Just merely coming around out of the room of prayer, coming here without speaking a word, walking right in, shaking hands with Brother Jaggers, moving to the platform. It'll take me just a moment to speak. I kind of get the adjustment of the feeling of the people. It 
in the in the building. If you'll pardon me just a moment for that purpose, God bless you. Now I'm going to talk about Simeon. Simeon was a an old sage that lived in the days just before the coming of the Lord Jesus the first time. And God has never left himself without a witness. God has always had somebody in this earth he could put his finger on. He's come down almost to one person, but he's always had someone that he could put his finger on and say, this is my servant. And in that time, why he had a few left. Israel had been broken up and backslidden and gone out, and God had punished him. They was under the Roman Empire at this time, and Jerusalem was controlled by the Romans. It was a very sad time for the Jews, just before the coming of the Lord Jesus the first time. But he had a remnant of people that was looking for something to happen. No matter how many days had passed, how many ages had passed, they were still looking for the consolation of Israel, such as... There was Anne in the temple, the blind prophetess. There was Simeon, the old sage. He was watching for the coming of the Lord. John the Baptist was watching for him. And uh, many of the others, it was, or the remnant rather, was watching for him to come. Zachariah and Elizabeth, and they were watching for him to come. And this old man with a great prestige, the Holy Spirit was upon him. And the Holy Spirit told him one day, Simeon, you're not going to see death before you see the Christ. And he had a good reason to believe it. If the Holy Spirit has said so, it's going to be that way. Just whatever God says, that's right. And I can imagine Simeon going around over the country saying, you know, I'm not going to die till I see the Christ. Now, you can imagine what people would think. They'd say, well, that poor old fellow has something has went wrong with his mental faculties. He isn't right. Because, well, look, David looked for him, and the prophets looked for him, and here we're in the worst condition we was ever in, great captivity and everything, and how's he going to see the Christ? And here he is, 80 years old or better now, one foot in the grave, and yet he goes around saying that he must have got worked up in an illusion somewhere. And most always, when people really trust God, they think they're, they're worked up in some kind of an illusion or some fanaticism or something. Just like Hannah was at the temple that day. She'd come in, she didn't go up to the temple to see how the women wore their hats. She didn't want to talk about who built the new home, what kind of clothes would be the fashion for the next year. She made a beeline for the temple and right for the altar. She fell down there and prayed to even the priest thought she was drunk. She wasn't drunk. She was misunderstood. And that's where the many people today, they're not drunk or crazy. They're misunderstood. That's, they're just misunderstood when you get into the spiritual things, the worldly things. Why, they seem carnal, the spiritual things, the worldly mind. And so Simeon was a, a, that type of a person. But no matter what people said about him, he still believed he was going to see the Christ because the Holy Ghost told him so. Now, that's a good way. If the Holy Ghost tells you anything, you just believe you're going to get it, and you're going to get it. No matter how long it takes, he's sure to bring it. He just got to because he said he would do it. And I can just imagine the old fellow going around testifying and telling the people that he wasn't going to die now until he saw the Christ. And he was expecting it. And if you're expecting something tonight, you'll get what you expect. That's right. If, uh, if you come say, you know, I don't believe in them full gospel meetings. I know there's something wrong with them. I'm going down. I believe I'll find it. Don't worry. The devil will show you. Mm -hmm. yeah. You... 
You'll see plenty wrong. You'll say, well, this fellow oughtn't have shouted. This man oughtn't have spoke with tongues. The preacher oughtn't have said what he did. They didn't dress right. He'll just show you plenty to criticize. If you come expecting to criticize, he'll show you. But if you come expecting to be blessed, God will see to it. You'll get what you expect. If you're expecting to be healed tonight, you'll go home well. That's just right. If you're expecting it. But first, you've got to be under expectations. You've got to believe it. That's the reason no one's seen the star in the days that it led the wise man, but the wise man, because they was expecting to see it. They was watching for that star to rise, and uh, the prophet Balaam said that there be a star of Jacob rise. And they were wise men, astrologers, and so forth, and they, they watched for that star, and they was watching for it. That's the reason they've seen it. If you're watching to see the coming of the Lord, no doubt but what you'll see it. I believe if you're watching and believing tonight that God's going to heal you, you'll get it. And whatever you ask, God will give it to you. If you just don't have one shadow of doubt, but believe it. And now, I can imagine it's in Jerusalem. The baby was born on the hills of Judea. Poor, born uh, in the manger, and out there with some shepherds. Now, he didn't go down and tell all the high priests. That or the angels didn't visit the church, the great organization of that day, and say, now, oh, we brought Christ the Savior. It visits those poor, humble shepherds out on the hillside. And, at the, and the very peasants and poorest of people, there was the angels saying to them and said, today in the city of David is born Christ the King. And we notice also, in that day, there wasn't a press like we have today, telephone, television, and so forth, to send news. It was just from lip to ear. It perhaps hadn't got around up in Jerusalem yet that the baby had been born, or Christ had been born, rather. But um, let's take and say it's, it's Monday morning at the temple. There were probably two million Jews or more in Jerusalem at that time, or around in Palestine. Perhaps maybe there'd be at least 150 or 200 babies born Every night, little male children that had to be circumcised on the eighth day, and they had to offer an offering for purification. Well, let's say it's Monday morning for a little drama here, just a moment while we're winding up. Um, Monday morning, the activity of the, uh, the temple is great, and people are coming and going, rushing back and forth, and sacrificing and so forth. Let's imagine our friend Simeon, the one that had the promise of the Holy Spirit, that he is going to see the Christ. I'd imagine as he got a little older, he began to wonder, well, God, you promised it to me. I believe I'll see it. He was hungering and thirsting to see it. There was something inside of him that told him he was going to see the Christ. The Holy Spirit kept bearing witness. As David said, the deep calls to the deep at the noise of the water spout. When the deeps are calling to the deep, they've got to be a deep to respond to the call. Did you know that? If there's something inside here calling for something, there's got to be something to respond to that call. I've oftentimes said in speaking on this, before there was a fin on a fish's back, there had to be a water person to swim in or he would never have the fin. That's right. Before there's a tree to grow in the earth, there had to be an earth for it to grow in or there'd never been a tree. And here some time ago, a few years ago, I was reading where a little baby eat the rubbers off of a pencil, the racers, eat the pedal off of a bicycle. He, all the rubber he could find. And they took him to the doctor and they took him out to the laboratory and examined him. Come to find out his little body needed sulfur. Sulfur is in rubber. See, 
if there was something in here calling for sulfur, there's got to be a sulfur to respond to that call. If there's here a few years ago, after the first Reformation, the people began to hunger and thirst as the church settled down into the Anglican church after the Reformation of Martin Luther, and they began to hunger for God. It's more of God than justification. God raised up a man called John Wesley, preached sanctification. If they believed there was sanctification, if it's in the Word, they believed it, and they received sanctification. Then when the Methodists began to cool off, the people still hungered for God. He raised up Pentecost, and they give them the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now Pentecost is cooling off. God's moving on, oh, just the same. See? Because the people are still hungering and thirsting for signs and wonders and God. And as sure as you're hungering for more of God, there's bound to be more of God to respond to that call. That's exactly. When you're hungering, it's got to be there. And now Simeon was hungering to see the Holy Spirit fulfill his promise. I can say he's back in a prayer room in the great, huge temple there that morning, the people coming and going. Let's imagine seeing our, our man tonight, we're speaking of Simeon, sitting back in the room reading the book of Isaiah, the scroll as they had him in them days. All we like sheep have gone astray. The Lord laid upon him the iniquity of all, and so forth. Now, let's look out in the temple and see what's going on. I see the people coming and going, Simeon in the inside reading. Back over there, I see a long line of women, about 200 women with their little children standing along there to be circumcised that morning. They were offering for that. If it was a rich baby, could offer a lamb. If it was a poor baby, could offer a couple little turtle doves. Way down along the line, I see a little woman standing down there, young, not over about 18 years old, with a little veil down over her face, holding a very rudely dressed, and with a little uh, baby in her arms, wrapped in swaddling's cloth. And she's looking at it. I hear some of the women say, you know, you know who she is? She, that's that woman that had that baby out being married. That's who it is. All that dark name she had to stand. The people kept their distance from her. It reminds me of people today trying to keep their distance from the Holy Spirit, from the Church of the Living God. Look at them. They're holy rollers. Stay back from them. That's all right. Mary knew who that baby belonged to, and every man that's born again knows where he belongs to. Don't care how much the world says it's fanaticism. Every believer knows in his heart where he stands. You can call him anything you want to. That doesn't bother him. He knows where he stands in the kingdom of God. Now... And I can see them keep their distance, saying, look at that, there she is. But she never noticed. She kept cooing with the little baby and going on. And uh, the women going on with their fine needlework over their little babies. And the Prince of Glory wrapped in swaddling cloth. That's what they take off the yoke of their ox, I'm told, and wrap the baby. It was so poor, nothing, they had nothing for the baby when it was born. Yet the, the Creator of all things laid in that woman's arms that morning without even a gown to put on. Oh, my, who are we then? What are we here in this world? Is the Savior of heaven come down and was born in a manger, come in the way of a stable door and went out through capital punishment, and we complain. My, we ought to be ashamed of ourselves. And then as I see him standing there, but now the Holy Spirit's in the building. My, I can see the Holy Spirit strike Simeon. If the Savior's in the building... And the Holy Spirit has promised Simeon that he would see him before he died. The Holy Spirit's under obligation to bring Simeon in contact with Jesus. That's right, he's promised him. That's right. So I can see Simeon reading the scroll. Directly I can hear him say, 
Well, I wonder who that was. When will it be? And about that time, the Holy Spirit says, Stand on your feet, Simeon. You believe man or children of God are led by the Spirit of God? They certainly are. They still are. I can hear say, Stand up, Simeon. Start walking. Where do you want me to go, Lord? That's nothing to you now, Simeon. You just keep walking. That's the whole obedience is best. I can see that old sage coming with tears dripping off his cheeks, not knowing where he was going. Here he comes walking out among the people. He doesn't know where he's going. He's led by the Holy Ghost. Something in his heart pumping hard. I don't know what's going to happen, but something's fixing to happen. Down through the building he went. Right down along that line of where all them little women was. And he stopped right in front of that little woman. Was so disgraced. Picked the baby out of her arms and tears running down his cheeks. He said, Lord, now let thy servant depart in peace according to your will. For your word for my eyes have seen your salvation. How did he know it? He was promised it. He was believing he would see it. That's right. Way over in a corner, an old woman, blind, we were taught, by the name of Anne. She is a prophetess, spirit-filled. She did look for the coming of the Lord. The Holy Spirit struck her. Here come that old blind prophetess coming through the people, led by the Holy Ghost, moving around among the people. And she come right straight to where the baby was, lifted up her hands, and blessed God. The Holy Ghost leading a blind woman to him? My sons and daughters of God are still led by the Spirit of God. That's right. You sick people here tonight believe in divine healing, do you? Well, what led you here tonight? Because God gave a promise, the Holy Spirit's led you here where there's a fountain open free for whosoever will. Let him come. The same Holy Ghost that led Simeon led you because he's given in his word as a promise. Amen. We are led by the Holy Spirit. God gave the promise in here that he'd pour out his gifts in the last days. He would restore his church back to the beauty. When they see him standing as Alpha and Omega to look upon as Jasper and Sardis stone, the first, the last, he which was, which is, and shall come, root and offspring of David the morning star, the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley. When they seen him what he was then, they're looking for him in this day. The prophet said, it'll be light in the evening time. In the Oriental countries is where the gospel was brought first to the Jews. It's an Oriental book. And on the Oriental people, the Holy Ghost fell. And now he said there'd be a day that wouldn't be either day or night. We're living in that time. We've lived through it. That's right. It's a day where it ain't dark. People believe in salvation. They believe God. But all the great light of God has been hid through a mist through all these days. And now the sun's traveled on across till it's hit the Western people over here. And he said, it'll be light in the evening. The clouds is brushed back. The same Holy Ghost that fell on the Orient in the beginning is falling in the Western Hemisphere today upon the Gentiles, giving them the same Holy Ghost with the same signs, same wonders, and everything in the last days, just like he did that for the prophet said, it'll be light in the evening time. The clouds of missing and all this year, church entity and jarring church and Church and church and my church and your church and this church, them days is fading out and God's pouring the Holy Ghost out upon a people giving light in the evening time. And uh, it's set. People are coming to the kingdom day by day on a march. Oh, I'm so happy tonight to know that the same Holy Ghost that give the promise to Simeon, give you the promise of healing, has brought you to the fountain tonight. This whole building is the fountain where the Holy Spirit is moving down upon every individual right now in here with an open heart and could heal everybody right now only by believing. That's the only thing that God asks you to do. 
The Lord bless you. Excuse me for taking so much time. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, our loving Son, I pray that at this great light, yes, the clouds of formality is drifting away. The Holy Spirit is shining the same kind of a light here in the last few years in this United States and other parts of this Western world. And now they're taking the same message back to join with the East again. Oh, Lord, let the sun shine on every soul. Let every person realize that all this day of denomination we've lived through, it's been cloudy in and out, up and down, isms and so forth, but it'll be like, said the prophet, in the evening. Now we're looking for you to do the exceedingly abundantly tonight. Throw forth your great power, Lord. Show your resurrection to us. And bless the people that's in here tonight. Get glory out of the service. Hide your servant. And circumcise the lips of the speaker, the ears of the hearer. And may every heart be filled. And when we leave tonight, may we say like those from Emmaus, Did not our hearts burn within us because of the peculiar thing that our Lord did? We ask in his name. Amen. I don't know why I get talking like that. I just, I, I just like to. <laughs> and it's um, sitting here with this bank of ministers here, all spirit-filled, sitting out by, and I'm standing in the middle of it. <laughs> what could happen? Anything could happen. And here's all it takes, friends. If there was one thing I could do. I'm, I'm not much speaker. The speakers are here on the platform. I'm here to pray to the sick with a, a gift. And whenever you see the ministry preaching the Word so plainly, you see God coming down and confirming that Word, what do you wait on? Why tarry? And it's time to rise and say, Yes, Lord, with a firm, solid faith, my faith looks up to Thee. I believe You. I'll stay with You, Lord. You're the pilot of my ship. Take me through, Lord. I've come to go through with you. No matter what the cost is, what the price is, what the distance is, I'll sail this ship with you. God grant it tonight through Jesus' name. Now, it's almost time to close the auditorium, I suppose. We take up so much time speaking, but, oh, I don't know. We just love you, and that's the reason we do it. Um, where's Billy Paul? What the card? Did he get out of your card? K-50 to 100. K50 to 100. All right, let's start from 75 on that then. K75. Who's got K75 uh, card? Or 76. Come on up to 100. That gives us 25 to begin with. I believe that's about as many. Can we stand that? Let's make about 15 first. So what about that? K75 to 90. All right. K75 to 90. We'll call from there then. All right. And then we'll see how much more we can get in. Art, right, would you stand? If those who cannot stand... Just call an usher, and they'll um, and they'll help you if you will. All right. If the organist will give us that lovely song, "Only Believe Again," I'll appreciate it very much. And and let's all kind of sing it together, hum it, or some way. Uh, Only believe. All right. Who is the song leader here? We believe.
I want you to look this way and give me your undivided attention just for a moment, if you will. Let's imagine tonight now, now we know you have your tomorrow's activities if it comes. If it doesn't, we'll be in glory together, so that'll settle it. Let's just say tonight, well, we got tonight and tomorrow night at this beautiful Schrander Auditorium. Let's say tonight, tonight we're going to be healed. Tonight, I'm Lord, I'm just pulling down the shades of all of my, my unbelief. I'm not going to disbelieve anymore. I'm going to shut myself off to look upward tonight. I ain't going to notice who's sitting around me. I'm going to look upward. I'm going to look for you, Lord Jesus. I'm going to believe that you're going to come and do that, what you said that you would do. Now, what am I going to look for, Lord? You said you raised from the dead, and you're alive forevermore. Is that scripture? Alive forevermore. Not dead, alive forevermore. And the scripture teaches that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, Father, I realize that you promised your church that the things that you do, they would do also. Now, what did you do when you were here on earth according to the reading of the Bible? Well, you didn't claim to be a great person. But there's one thing phenomenal about him. He said, I only do as the Father shows me. I see a vision. The Father shows me what to do, then I do that. A woman came to him. She had kind of an ill fame. He didn't know it perhaps at first. He went to talking to her. And after he talked to her a while, he said, uh, go get your husband. She said, I have no husband. She, he said, no, you have five. That astonished her. And she said, I perceive that you're a prophet. We know that Messiah is the coming. He said, I am he. So she ran into the city and began to tell what had happened. Called the city to receive Christ. And Philip went down there and had a great revival. Because Jesus passed that way. We'll have a great revival if we just let him pass this way. We see other times. We see know where there was someone had a fish that had a coin in its mouth. He know where some mules were standing hitched at two ways. Is that scripture? There's a man came to him one time by the name of Simon. Jesus knew his name. He said, your name's Simon, but you'll be called Peter from henceforth. There was Philip come to him and went and found Nathaniel. Nathaniel come. He said, uh, you're a good man, a truthful, honest man. Behold an Israelite in whom is no guile. He said, Rabbi, when did you know me? He said, before Philip called you when you were under the tree. He said, Thou art the Son of God. You're the King of Israel. But today, the cold and indifferent world, the ministers of the land, has taught people against those things. Today, they said, mental telepathy. It's the devil. Well, they did the same thing in that day. They said Jesus was the best of all the fortune tellers. He was Beelzebub, but he was the Son of God. In disguisement, they didn't know him. They'd opened their eyes. He said, you have eyes you can't see, ears but can't hear. Isaiah spoke of it and said those things would be, that it would be just like that. 
Now, I'm going to ask you one thing tonight, if you will. I want you to be just as reverent and quiet. And now, uh, the brethren will watch me and see. Did all you, the, the, how many people we call? Fifteen. All right. Is there a room for some more? Is there, what's that? All right. All right. Now, I want to ask you something, Christian friend. How many out there in this aisle, anywhere, anywhere here that's sick, and you do not have a prayer card, you couldn't get up here on the place because you haven't got a prayer card, raise up your hand and say, I'd like for God to heal me tonight. Anywhere in the building, I don't care where you are, just raise up your hand. All right. Now, you look this way and believe and pray. Now, there's no need of trying to explain it. Our Lord Jesus looked out upon his audience. He said to a woman who had a blood issue, your faith has healed you. He said to a blind man standing way over in the audience, Thy faith has saved thee. See? He turned around and looked at the audience, perceived their thoughts. Is that right? He perceived their thoughts, what they were thinking about. Now you start praying, and may the Lord Jesus come now and help me. Grant it, Lord, for your glory. I ask in Christ's name, Amen. Now the Holy Spirit is here. Now, brethren, you behind me. Of course, it's very hard when Spirit's coming from both ways. So now, be in prayer for me everywhere. You realize I'm standing here before critics? You just, as soon as this anointing strikes you, you can see the spots coming from place to place, you see. And it's kind of hard, but you pray now. Build a wall of faith. All right, brother, bring the relief. The patient's coming in the line, you or her lined up there, or anywhere in the building. Don't never come in this prayer line unless you believe, because remember, you'll be worse than ever. The Bible said, go ye in. What no more? What is sin? Unbelief. Go and disbelieve no more, or a worse thing come upon you. So you mustn't disbelieve. Now, lying, stealing, drinking, gambling, that's not sin. That's the attributes of sin. You do that because you don't believe. If you believe, you wouldn't do such things. See, it's the attributes. These people are strangers to me as far as I know. My home's in Indiana. These people are total strangers as far as I know. There's no one in the building that I would know in the audience at this time. Just the very few on the platform that I recognize. Brother Brown, Brother Moore, some of these brethren sitting right here. Almighty God knows that's true who I stand before. But he knows every one of you. Pray and believe. I want to talk to the woman just a little bit. Just in order that the Holy Spirit would have the right of way in this meeting. Now, the first thing, my sister, I want to ask you a question. Now, perhaps what if the Lord Jesus was here wearing this suit that he gave me? Now, if you'd say, well, I'm sick, I need healing. Well, if he'd say, I did that for you 1,900 years ago. Don't you believe it? See? He couldn't heal you because he's already did that. If you say, I'm a sinner, I need salvation, he couldn't save you now. He's already did it. You have to accept it. Then it's yours, see. Now, the, if faith cometh by hearing and of the word, then God has set in the church different gifts and set the church in order. Isn't that right? Now, I'm talking to you for a purpose, of course, right? The same purpose that Jesus Christ talked to the woman at the well about. See, contacting your spirit and soul. That's right. And... I want you to believe with all your heart and believe that Jesus Christ is here to do that which 
that we have asked him to do. You believe that with all your heart? If God will let me know, knowing that we're strangers to each other, if God will let me know what your trouble is, would you accept uh, whatever you're after then, believing in? If, if we're strangers, raise your hands up. So we've never seen each other in our, in our lives. This is our, or never come in contact with each other. No way at all. We're just standing here. Now, do you believe now that God is going to help you? Now, you are, you're suffering. There's something, if somebody's looking backwards, you got your head back. It's a, it's a, a tumor. And the tumor is in the nose. That's right, isn't it? Come here. What do you think, what do you accept it was that let me know what was your trouble? Do you believe it to be Jesus Christ? Yes, I do. And Father, I have did that what you said for me to do. I have committed all that you told me. You have confirmed what you told me you would do. Now, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I ask the enemy to leave this sister. Not only ask him, but command that he goes, because Jesus Christ gave the authority. Come out of the woman. In Jesus' name, amen. Rejoicing, happy, be well. Come believing, come having faith. You should have faith right now. Just with all your heart, you must believe. You must believe that He is and a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. I'd be just as reverent as you can. Now, lady, I want you to come here just a moment. I want you to just believe that the Lord Jesus Christ died and rose again, which you are a Christian. I see that now, a spirit-filled Christian. All right. How I knew that is because of the feeling of your spirit that you are. Now there's something that you're here for. You believe me to be his servant. You believe that God sent me to do these things? You do. Now, what is the matter with you? You're lacking something in your body. It's a calcium for bone. You've had an accident. You fell, and you broke your arm, and it won't heal. That's right. You believe Jesus Christ is going to heal you now? Father God, in the name of Jesus, let the missing elements of this woman's body be restored as I lay hands upon her. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as for her healing. Amen. The colored lady sitting right back there suffering with scientist trouble. You want to be healed, lady, at this time? Sitting right there looking at you. Yes. You believe that God healed? Stand up on your feet. The lady right here, glasses on. Stand up and see your feet. He healed you there. God bless you now. You can go home. You had sinus trouble. It's left you now. God bless you. You're healed. Have faith in God. Only believe. Believe that God can and will. All right. Would you bring the lady? The Lord bless you, sister. Now, of course, speaking, just usually I try to see what's wrong with the person. And as soon as the Holy Spirit shows me, I commit it and let it go at that. But more you talk to people, more you know of them. 
It just keeps, but then it weakens me so to see visions. A woman standing here on crutches. Certainly we see what's wrong with her. She's on crutches, but there might be something else behind it. I don't know. Why is she on crutches? I couldn't tell you. God knows, doesn't he? Now you be reverent. Let me talk to the woman a moment. Sister, as his servant, I just want to speak these words to you in order for contact. You realize that there's something already going on because it's the Holy Spirit. You're, you're aware that there's some strange something moving. Is that right? Shake your head. It is. Did you see that picture of the angel of the Lord there have here in the meeting? It's, it had only little papers. I believe they sell them here. You see. It should be at the platform. But however, that's what you feel now. Between you and I, it's becoming milky. We're perfect strangers to each other. I've never seen you in my life. You've never seen me. We're perfect, total strangers. But God knows you. He knows me. If I could heal you or take your crutches or ever what it was and wouldn't do it, I'd be a brute. I can't do it, lady. There's nothing in me or no other man to heal. It's in Jesus Christ and your faith. The only thing we can do is either preach the word or with some divine gift, make your faith reach up to that place. Isn't that right? You believe that. Now... You just look to me as God's servant. You, uh, you've been very sick. It's, uh, you've, you, you've been prayed for before. It, it was some kind of hemorrhages or cancer. It was a tall man, kind of wavy hair. Prayed. You were healed. That's Brother Jaggers. I seen him. It was Brother Jaggers. I seen him turn his back to me here just then. And... Uh, you, uh, you're suffering with, uh, just a minute now, it's, um, it's something in your throat. It's, uh, an esophagus in the throat here. And you're, you're on a diet of, 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 of baby food. Just eating baby food. And you have arthritis also that's crippling you. And, God bless you. Let's raise our hands and thank the Lord Jesus. God bless you. Oh God, our Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for Thy mercies and kindness and love. And I pray that Your mercies will be upon the people. And may the power of the Lord Jesus make each and every one heal tonight. May His great, omnipotent blessing make this meeting the great meeting that You have desired.